During this Lenten season, we have been reflecting upon the words spoken by Jesus as he hung on the cross. These are his last words before his death. And they were spoken during Jesus' most dire hours. Accordingly, each statement is pregnant with meaning. Already during our last word series, we've considered Jesus' prayer. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And this ultimate expression of forgiveness. Jesus promised to the penitent thief that hung on a cross next to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Conveys not only rich pardon, but also the abiding presence of Jesus. And yes, his power to save. Jesus cried from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Expresses the ultimate experience of anguish, yet also trust in the faithfulness of the Father. In Jesus' words to his mother, woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother, convey supreme compassion to his dear parent, but also the foundation of a new family and a new beloved community under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Each of these words from the cross are full of gravitas and pathos and, and, and meaning. In comparison to these statements, the words that we reflect upon today, I am thirsty, might seem insignificant and unexceptional. The words are simply, I am thirsty. Three little words compared to the eternal weighty concepts associated with Jesus' other statements from the cross. These words might seem slight and insignificant and even mundane. So why? Why does Jesus speak these words? And why would John include them in his gospel narrative? As we prepare to hear and receive God's word today, let us join our hearts in prayer as we seek God's illuminating grace. Come, Spirit of God, come. Alight upon us with grace and truth. Burn away all that distracts us from receiving the words of life that Jesus speaks to us today. And from following wherever you lead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our readings today take us not only to John's gospel, but to the Hebrew scriptures and to the prophet Isaiah. We begin our examination of Jesus' words, I am thirsty, with Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 6. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity, 
And as one from whom others hid their faces, he was despised, and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And from the Gospel of John, in the 19th chapter, verses 23 through 29. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to, another, to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says, they divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When we make a careful and thoughtful examination of the three words, I am thirsty, we discover in spite of their brevity that they are packed with meaning and significance. They are truly profound and anything but mundane. They are remarkable and important for three reasons that we will talk about today. First, the words, I am thirsty, show Jesus' humanity. They indicate that he truly suffered bodily. He, they demonstrate physical suffering. A person thirsts because their body needs fluids. The average person's body consists of about 60% water. It requires replenishing of water. Human beings can't live much more than two or three days or maybe a little bit longer without anything to drink. The fact that Jesus thirsts points to the fact that he had a real human body. Mark's gospel points to water as the epitome of human need. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ, Jesus says, will by no means lose his reward. 
Yet when Jesus was nailed to the cross, no one gave him even a sip of water. Now, this might not seem very important to you at first, but it is. It's significant because there were some people who claimed that Jesus did not have a real human body. They said it just appeared as if he did. But in fact, he really suffered thirst. That shows that he had a body who needed fluids. Jesus wasn't some sort of phantom. Now think about it. As he hung from the cross, it probably had been more than 18 hours since he had his last drink. And add to this the loss of blood from being scourged and nailed to the cross. And you can see why he was in such an acute need for water. All of this indicates that he is truly human and genuinely suffered, not just from his wounds, but his bodily deprivation. This is what the prophets had foretold about the work of the Messiah. No doubt this is why John comments in our gospel lesson today that Jesus' statement was a fulfillment of prophecy and of scripture. In Psalm 22, one of the important prophecies of the, the Messiah's suffering and death was that it foretold that the Savior would experience extreme thirst. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to my jaws. Now, a potsherd is not just a, a, a clay pot, but it's a piece of pottery that has been thoroughly dried and hardened in the red-hot fire of a kiln. There's not a drop of moisture to remain. In Psalm 69, which John quotes as being fulfilled by Jesus, the suffering servant declares, for my thirst they gave me vinegar or sour wine to drink. Accordingly, on the cross, Jesus cries out in thirst and is provided a sponge soaked with sour wine to relieve his suffering. Yet, as the prophets foretold, the Messiah would experience extreme thirst in his physical suffering. This is important because the Savior had to become human in order to save humans. He had to become one of us to, to be our substitute and to bear the, the torment that we deserve for our sins. It was a punishment that includes physical suffering. So Jesus suffered physically in our stead. He, his body, bodily deprivation demonstrates, is demonstrated in his cry of thirst. But there's another, and some would say even deeper reason why, why Jesus announces he is thirsty while dying on the cross. Not only does he experience physical suffering, but he also experiences spiritual suffering. You see, many spiritual passages use thirst as a metaphor, as a metaphor for spiritual deprivation. It's an, an expression of lacking God, of, of thirsting, 
of thirsting for God. Listen to the way that thirst is depicted in these passages. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2 says, As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? In Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. These passages and many other like them compare bodily thirst to the suffering that results from the absence of, or for separation from God. And this is what Jesus is experiencing as he is hanging on the cross. He's not just suffering physically, he's also suffering spiritually. He's being deprived of the presence of his father. And so as he cries, I am thirsty, it's similar to the cry of my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus experiences the, the spiritual torment of being forsaken by God the Father. So he thirsts. He thirsts deeply after God. Why does Jesus undergo such spiritual suffering? As with the physical suffering, it's all for us. He does it as our substitute. Jesus suffers spiritual, spiritual alienation from the Father because we deserve that. Jesus bears our sins and the sins of all humanity for all time. And the father turns his face from his son and, and God the father recoils from the totality of sin that Christ is, is bears upon the cross. And as Jesus hangs teeming with sin, our sin, the holy God turns away in horror. As Jesus suffers upon the cross, he cries out, he cries out as one who is damned. He speaks as if he were in hell itself. And in doing so, he offers up a well of living water to all humanity. A spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? The rich man died unrepentant and in unbelief. Thus he goes to Hades. There he experiences his suffering in terms of thirst. The account in Luke 16 reads like this. In Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. Similarly, as Jesus calls out, I am thirsty, he is saying that he is in anguish in this flame, in the crucible of hell. He literally experiences hell on the cross. Now, what does that mean to you and to me? It means that Jesus has taken our place in hell. It means that he has suffered the punishment that we deserve for our sin. 
the punishment of hell itself. But the good news is that since we have suffered, since he has suffered, since he has suffered, we need not do so. Jesus has paid the penalty in full. He suffered bodily. He died bodily. He suffered spiritually. He experienced hell itself cast far from the presence of God. And he did it all. He did it all for you. There's one more clue from the episode of Christ's passion that reveals him as our substitutionary sacrifice for sin. The text from John 19 indicates that after Jesus spoke the words, I am thirsty, someone soaked a sponge with sour wine and, and put it on a branch and, and lifted it up to Jesus' mouth as a drink. It's significant that John recalls the, and records the kind of branch that was used. It was a branch from the hyssop plant. Hyssop branches were used in the Hebrew scriptures in association with sacrifice and cleansing. For example, branches of hyssop were used in the Passover as paintbrushes to paint the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. It was also used for other sacrifices and purification rituals. Thus, as the hyssop branches extended to Jesus' mouth, he is also marked as the supreme sacrifice for sin, which bring, brings cleansing to our lives. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's the ultimate Passover Lamb who has been sacrificed for you and for me and the whole world. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. I am thirsty. These words spoken by Jesus from the cross are by no means insignificant words. For they express to us the physical suffering Jesus underwent. The suffering for our sin, which we deserved. They also declare the spiritual suffering which Jesus experienced, the alienation from his father that should have been our destiny. These words, I am thirsty, express the torment of hell that our Lord endured on our behalf. Jesus is the suffering servant and the sacrifice that serves as our as a substitute for us, but a sacrifice that makes us whole. He thirsted on the cross so that you and I need never, ever thirst for God. Jesus is the wellspring of the river of life for you and for me and for the whole world. Hallelujah. Come. Come, sisters and brothers, come to Jesus. Receive the words of life and believe in his name. Let us pray.
Merciful God, creator of all peoples of the earth and lover of our souls, help us to remember and to be thankful for our Lord's passion. Have compassion on us and all who do not know you as you have been revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ. Let our hardened and resistant hearts be turned to you that we might be cleansed from the sin that clings so close to us. Blot out our sin that we might not thirst for anything but your compassion, your mercy, and your love and to do your will in this world. Lord, make us one flock, one flock under our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, and living sacrifices to others in Jesus' name. Amen.